The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. What do you think of this suggestion? First made yesterday by the Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, but endorsed within the last half hour by the HSE, that senior doctors and consultants in our hospitals should work this weekend and next weekend to try and help clear the backlog of those awaiting beds in the emergency departments around the country. Uh, Professor Matthew Sadler is head of the IMO's Consultant Committee. What do you make of this? Well, uh, Matt, I mean, senior doctors work every weekend in every hospital in the country, you know, and as we saw from the last number of years of COVID, you know, the senior doctors in the Irish Healthcare Service have never been found wanting when responding to a crisis. But the difficulty is, our difficulty is not a lack of patients being reviewed by senior doctors. Our difficulty is a lack of beds to place patients into and a significant lack of physical infrastructure within our overall hospital system, as well as, you know, a lack and a 900 consultant posts, which are either being filled temporary or on a non-permanent basis. And that is the problem. I mean, our members have always been willing to attend you know every weekend every hospital has senior doctors available there has been structured weekend work and all these processes have been available for a very long time and are utilized when necessary but this is not the core problem but yet we hear regularly that there is a problem with discharging patients over the weekends because the consultants or senior doctors are not available to do so so of the cohort of senior doctors and consultants what percentage actually do turn in at weekends well, almost every doctor who works in our healthcare service is involved in a on-call rota, and at on-call rota, you you know there you are on call for the weekend, and you know I myself work on a one in you know my rota is a one in seven, so every seventh day I'm on call, and you know when you're on call, you are in the hospital during that daytime. But the problem with weekend discharges is a lot less to do with senior medical staff available, but also got to do with the whole you know, tying in of the system because primary care services don't work at weekends invariably, you know, and support for patients when leaving hospital at weekends aren't there. So if you discharge somebody on a Saturday or a Friday, there mightn't be somebody to see them at home if they need a dressing change, if they need support with, you know, if they've started on insulin or something, they need support in their home and how to do that in their home environment. There isn't that support staff in the community available to them over weekends as well. So to blame it all on senior doctors is is not, I think, appropriate. I think there needs to be, a, if you want to have a seven-day service, you need to have a seven-day service for every single professional within the healthcare service. And just having senior doctors is not going to solve that problem. Well, I'm not sure anyone is saying that you're the problem. It's just that has been suggested that you and the hospital consultants can work these next two weekends. And it's also been suggested that porters and kitchen staff and the rest of it in the hospitals would also be rostered on on overtime for these weekends to try and clear the backlog. Do you not see any movement on the backlog been achieved if this was to be done? Marginal. I mean, the backlog is that patients have been seen by senior doctors have been seen in the emergency department. So when a patient is waiting in a trolley in the emergency department, that patient has been seen already by a senior doctor who's determined that that patient requires an admission to hospital for treatment. But the problem is that there's too few beds within the hospital system for that patient to move to a ward bed, and thus the patient is stuck in a temporary bed in an emergency department. So 
yes, potentially if you had a more integrated seven-day service, more patients could be leaving the, the beds in the hospital upstairs, creating more vacancies. But ultimately, the problem that we have had in our health service is one of physical infrastructure. We do not have enough beds. Our population in this country has, it has grown hugely over the last 20 years, which is a fantastic thing. And we should never underestimate that. And I grew up in an Ireland where people couldn't get out of it fast enough. And now the fact that the population in this country is increasing is fantastic. However, that requires more beds. And we currently have less hospital beds than we had in the year 2000, yet we have a population that's about 20% bigger. And, you know, that is just the problem that we have, which is we need more physical infrastructure in our healthcare service. But should it not also be the case that the health service should work on a seven-day basis? Now, I know, yes, hospitals are obviously open for seven days, but we've also heard so many stories over the years about various services like x-rays and things not been available on Saturdays and Sundays. Just to take one example, that you have a sort of a five-plus-two approach to the week rather than a continuous seven-day approach. And Matt, nobody disagrees with you on that, but that requires significant infrastructure. It requires significant staffing. You know, if you're going to work a service on a regular basis over seven days as opposed to five days, you know, that's uh, whatever it is, a 20% staffing increase, you're going to need to be able to do that. That is an increase in, again, the physical infrastructure is an increase in the budget, is an increase in the staffing. And yes, absolutely. But If you are to do that, you have to do that across all grades of the health service, across all staff. And yes, that is, you know, nobody is uh, objecting to that. But the problem is trying to do it with the level of staffing that we have in the physical infrastructure that we have on an ad hoc basis is where the difficulty becomes because the biggest problem, as you know, or one of the biggest problems with the healthcare staff and medical staff, but it affects all other staff, is this issue of burnout, is this issue of overwork. And if you only have staffing for five out of seven days and you now are trying to make that staff work seven over seven days, that is not a sustainable model. You know, in order to achieve a seven over seven day service, that requires a much larger lead-in time and greater planning. And, and, and I'd say nobody is objecting to that, but we object to it if it's done in an ad hoc basis and it's not done with consultation and it's not done with an increasing staffing allowing that to happen. Yeah, but hold on, isn't the latest uh, discussions between government and the uh, medical unions in relation to the public hospital contracts talking about a Monday to Friday working week but now adding in Saturday morning rather than being the full seven-day week? And that's, we talked about capacity with that, Matt. But I mean, I think that is not the issue that we're at hand here. Like at the moment, we have a crisis of the number of people waiting for treatment in hospitals. And that is a factor of the, the, the lack of physical infrastructure that we have in our hospital service. It is a, a function of the fact that we've 900 out of about 3,500 consultant posts that are either filled temporarily and the fact that we have had multiple bed capacity reports produced by the Department of Health and the HSE over years, which has shown that we need need more beds in our system than we currently have. And that is what is leading to this ongoing problem. Okay, listen here, says I'm a radiographer. We work 24-7, 365 days of the year. Another listener says, what about co-locating hotels beside hospitals as step-down facilities? Hotel beds are very much cheaper to provide and service than hospital beds. Um, Tony Fitzpatrick, Director of Industrial Relations of the Irish Nurses and Midwives Organisation. Are nurses been asked to do these uh, seven-day weeks uh, for this weekend coming and the following weekend, like the senior doctors and the consultants? 
Well, nurses work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and that's the current pattern. So whenever you're um, in an unfortunate situation that you end up in a car accident or something like that in the middle of the night, uh, there will be doctors and nurses uh, on call in theatres, some of them rostered, some of them on call uh, to provide services to you. Uh, Our emergency departments are open 24-7, and the reality is that nurses and midwives work 24-7, uh, rotas, um, and whether that's on night duty, whether it's on day duty, and they work 365 days of the year. I think the focus on this is obviously you need, there is a variance with regard to the level of patients that are discharged at the weekends, uh, and that needs to be narrowed. So there are more patients discharged on a Monday to a Friday than there are on a Saturday and a Sunday. But there have been reports, even the task force and the ED report going back to 2015 when Leo Varadkar was Minister for Health, uh, outlined that you would have collaborative arrangements there where um, there would be um, other consultants would be able to discharge other consultants' patients and that would deal with reducing that variant. But the problem here is that all of us, I think the Irish Medical Organisation, the Irish Nurses Organisation, we would prefer if the entire service was provided on a 24-7, uh, seven-day-week basis because the difficulties I've been talking about, some of the problems are patient flow issues. So, for example, um, consultants can't discharge patients because they can't get diagnostics. And that's because there hasn't been enough infrastructure put in with regards to CT scanning, MRIs, X-rays, and all of those o- other pieces. And one thing to point sorry, out sorry, is... Can, sorry, Tony, can I just clarify yeah. there? So, so is it the case that certain services are not available at certain hours in hospitals and that as a result of that, patients cannot be discharged? Yeah, what you have is an on-call service after a particular point in time. So labs, radiology. So they are, so you have radiologists there working 24-7 and they work a core rota during the day and then after 5 o'clock or after 8 o'clock, depending on the, the hospital, they would provide a non-call service. So in the main, all they can cope, on, cope with is basically urgent cases from around the hospital or referrals that come in from the emergency department. What you need is investment, and this is the thing, and this rests with the government and with the HSE. They need to invest in the, in the infrastructure. They've had reports going back to 2008 telling them they need a minimum of 5,000 additional beds. They need to get on and build those additional beds. They need a manpower plan, as was referenced there um, by the IMO. They, there are not enough doctors, there are not enough consultants, um, our per capita ratio is too low. Same with nursing. There needs to be a plan to ensure that we have more undergraduate places for doctors, for nurses, for other healthcare professionals, so that we, we, we have them coming into the system in a number of years' time. Um, but the difficulty presently is that we have, there are patients in hospital up to 600 at a time that can't be discharged out because of a lack of step-down facilities, lack of community infrastructure, uh, step-down beds, etc. That needs to be addressed. And also then we have patients, obviously we need senior decision makers um, reviewing patients on a consistent basis. That's just good medicine. That's just good practice. Okay, Tony, there's a listener here asks an interesting question. We're hearing a lot about elective surgery being cancelled at present. If mm. that happens because there isn't the beds to send them to after their elective surgery, are the nurses and doctors who will be involved in the procedures there reallocated to different tasks within the hospital or do they simply go home? No, they are reallocated. Like what, what, what has happened, and during COVID is a good example of this, where everything was shut down, bar to deal with the COVID influx as such. So what you had then was theatre departments setting up basically intensive care units, 
where um, they had to retrain, they had to go to redeploy to ICUs and do body systems. It's not ideal, but it allowed theatre nurses to assist ICU nurses in caring for very sick COVID patients. And the same is with electives as well, that if it's a case that the entire system, which has happened in the last number of days, um, has had to shut down, as in OPDs have been cancelled. And, and can I say, we don't want elective and OPDs to be cancelled for patients, but it's because of the lack of planning on the part of government and the HSB that this situation has come about. And when we're in a deep crisis like this, you have to cancel those procedures because it's completely dangerous and unsafe. And I think we must realise how inhumane it is for patients to be treated the way they've been currently treated in our healthcare system, that they're left on trolleys, on chairs for days and nights at a time waiting for a hospital bed. All the evidence shows that that is dangerous. It's extremely dangerous for the patients. Mortality rates go up. And in addition to that, it's an unsafe work environment for the nurses and doctors and others that are trying to provide care in those environments. I want to finish by asking each of you a brief question and I'm going to give it to you first Professor Matthew Sadlier. If the government was to make more money available for more staff would it actually be possible to fill all the positions because it would appear at present that there are so many positions that simply can't be filled on a full-time basis implying that people don't want them? Um, The answer is no. Like in the short term I mean if you were to look at you know uh, appointing a medical specialist it takes a number of years to train somebody up to that level of specialty the world is experiencing an international shortage of medical specialism and we compete against other countries in the world to c- recruit doctors at all levels of medical staffing however if you had a uh, medical workforce planning where you looked at undergraduate places training places and senior places it would be possible but you are talking about a number of the years you know, program. If you had, if you suddenly threw an extra couple of million at us, you know, in the morning, could we have the extra staff in by the summer? No. But if you had a coordinated response, and could we do it over a five, four or five year plan? Yes. And to you, Tony Fitzpatrick, if the government was to put a lot more money into having a bigger nursing staff in our hospitals, would you be able to find the nurses? There'd be a major difficulty due to the lack of investment and what they did back in 2012 where they ripped posts out of the system and forced our graduates to go overseas. They have to really work on turning the health service around. So they need to build the infrastructure and they need a nursing workforce plan similar to what has just been set out on the medical side. We really need, from this September, we need more avenues into nursing. One in five people that apply for nursing from their leave insert get a place here in Ireland. That means four of them end up, four out of the five end up going overseas or, or trying to get university places elsewhere. We need to open up the pathways into nursing and um, to ensure that we have more graduates. And we need a massive rise in the number of nurses that we're training. Otherwise, the worldwide shortage will continue. We won't be able to compete and we won't have nursing staff to care for patients and the growing and elderly population that's occurring in this country. So it's really necessary that the Minister engages with uh, Simon Harris with regards to improving the number of graduate places to ensure 
that we have sufficient staff into the future and we need to build the infrastructure and do it now. Otherwise, we're going to just come be in a permanent crisis with regard to the Irish healthcare system. Tony Fitzpatrick of the Irish Nurses and Midwives Organisation and Professor Matthew Sadlier, Head of the Irish Medical Organisation's Consultant Committee. Thank you both for being with us here on The Last Word in Today FM. And as usual, uh, the Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, was not available to join us on the programme when the request went in. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.